You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. You know, I never really thought about doing it before. It's, it's never something that's actually... I mean, not legitimately crossed my mind. As so far this as, is, you really want to do this? Well, I, I'm thinking maybe it is time that somebody steps up and does something about all of these issues. That's going to be you. That person will be you. And that's that could be me. I mean, I think that possibly I could be the right person for the job, and it's been here in front of me all along. You know, and it's just like now I'm just it's like everything's falling into place. And that's maybe what you've been like striving for. I have been thinking about some campaign posters. So that has been a possibility. Okay. We'll explain this. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the Internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We have a lot of stuff to get to today. I do want to give a, of course, Big thank you to everybody who goes to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicks on the Amazon link because that is the right way to shop online. And we've we've told you, you know, we've talked about it. We hear from many people. They're like, oh, my gosh, Greg and Sarah, I had no idea how to shop online before I heard you guys say, go to FunEmploymentRadio.com and click on the Amazon link. Just as easy as that. And that's it. And that's that's the best way to do it. And I'm just glad that we can help so many people. Okay. You know, and that's one of the most important things that uh, that I think we can do here at this show is, is to help you. By going to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. All right. Uh, we have uh, a lot of stuff, like I said, that we're going to get to today. But I do want to bring up right now what my idea is. So this came about yesterday. Do you have a slogan? I need well, to know this. There's there's a lot to it. I think okay. I should start from the beginning here. So I've, I've again, I've never really thought about doing this uh, before. But – Yesterday, uh, there was a Facebook discussion as these things happen where people were talking about the traffic here in Portland. And the traffic does suck in Portland. It sucks. It's awful. It's pretty bad. Now, there are a couple of worse places in the country, but – and it's not because we have the same population level as other places in the country, but we have more people than the roads are designed for here so it, yeah, because up until bad. like ten years ago, Portland was still like a uh, like a big town almost. Like it was a city, but it was more. It felt more towny, didn't it? A little bit, and now it's starting to feel like it's growing into a city. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a little, a little bit of both of those things. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's true. Um, but what uh, what was happening yesterday was this. So, so yeah, there was a discussion on. On Facebook about this because everybody's everybody's you know wants to chime in and wants to wants to complain about it, and what happened is I uh, you know I I gave my side of the story and then it was brought up by someone. Now this was not an idea that I brought up. This was an idea by somebody else, but it was an idea by our friend Lily, who said, "Uh oh, was this Lily after she had had like a twelve hour nursing shift and was delirious and maybe a couple Bud Lights?" Uh, she, uh, I don't know. I can't. St- I can't state for the exact uh-huh. <laughs> state of her mind, but nonetheless, that's not. Uh, revolutions are born that way sometimes. After a couple of Coors Lights, uh, after after a night shift of nursing. So Lily uh, wrote on there a very poignant thing, and I think she was very serious about this. She said, "You should run for office, Greg Nibbler, transportation director." And I looked at that and I thought, you know, oh, okay, no, that's what? a that's a bold thing. Like clearly, she's joking. And the more I looked at it. The more I looked at it, is this. Um, maybe she's got something there. Maybe she's got a good idea. Maybe she is thinking about how this could be like the big change we've all been looking for in the transportation in this city. And, and I sat there and th- thinking about it, and I kept wanting to write something back. And then three minutes later, she wrote, you're daydreaming about it, aren't you? And I, and I was. And I was already thinking about my campaign posters, which, are, which will be epic campaign posters. But I've never thought about this. I actually have a lot of ideas on transportation. I spend a lot of times, a lot of the day in my car, you know, commuting from different places around town. I'm not able to ride a bike for what I do uh, for a lot of it. And Why plus, not, Greg? Because I'm on camera and I don't want to ride a bike. Because you get super sweaty? Yeah, I'm super sweaty. Mm -hmm. And I I wear a helmet like I'm supposed to. And that's, you know, I don't know if sweaty helmet hair would really work really well for, for, you know, for being on camera for anything. But then you'd look like super Portland-y because you're like exercising. You have helmet hair. Like you don't get more Portland-y than that. The stuff I do on camera is not meant to be Portland-y though. It's not. It's not like I'm broadcasting to to Portland. This goes worldwide, Sarah. 
Oh my gosh, I'm, I was thinking too small. I'm so sorry. It's, it's, yes. I didn't realize that you were conquering you the world, think Greg. Big, and that's the part of when you're so running. So you've already a, conquered the world, you when know. When you're running this. a campaign, you know, for something, you have to think bigger. You have to think beyond yourself. And that's why I think maybe it is time I throw my fingers into the into into this as like a transportation. Your fingers throw, throw my fingers into the pie, you know. Gross. Put my feet into the hot tub and think about uh think about running as a transportation director. So, I have a few ideas. I do have kind of a platform and, you know, there's a few things that I could, A, you know, there's some pretty bad potholes in town. We get those taken care of. We get that all, we, we get no, those filled No, if in. you just ran on a platform, just purely on a pothole platform, I would actually vote for you. There's probably a lot of people that would vote. If I could, if somebody could If you were just like, if you called pothole. yourself like Mr. Pothole or something, <laughs> like that would be. If, More like not holes under, under Greg's regime. Not holes. Is that? So you're going to be Mr. Not Holes? Mr. Not Holes? I mean, I don't know. I think there's something in there. We'll let the, uh, you know, the ad wizards work that one out. This one. So, so <laughs> not holes. Vote Greg Nibbler. Yeah. Sick of the potholes? Vote for not holes. Yeah. Something like that. Something along and those lines. And you could be not hole nibbler. No, I don't know if I want to be not hole nibbler. I don't know if not whole nibbler is really not what, whole mi- nibbler. That really has a flow to it. No, I'm not sure if that's the right way to go about it. But not whole would definitely be part of seriously. The if anyone so, like if anyone runs on like a just anti pothole platform, uh-huh. they have my vote. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, that would be a huge winning here. Uh, let's see, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jakey says. Uh, okay, taking a look in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com/slash/live. Uh, Mr. Jakey says, "Mr. Nothole sounds like a men's rights activist." That's not what I'm going for. I'm not stepping into that that realm. I'm only talking about things we all deal with, which is transportation. Uh, okay, there's I, people are trying to help here. Uh, Ed says you can put that in your pothole. Vote nibbler. Um, Ooh, I don't know. You can put that in your pothole? Put that in your pothole, Mr. Mayor. You know, maybe something like that. Have you seen the thing, just as a side I note, do have to stand up to somebody. You have to stand up for, you have to stand up for it. Have you seen the thing where people are starting to plant, um, like, trees in the potholes in some places is in that, town? Is that real? Mm-hmm. People are doing that? Yeah. I had a, I saw a couple of friends who had posted it. They'd taken pictures. I mean, I still live, I I own a home in this city, in in the inner city, like it's not the inner city. Oh wow! Uh, oh, <laughs> it's inner Portland is actually what it is. I'm I'm not trying to go there, uh, but it is. I mean, is that going to be part of your platform too? Well, I do. I own in, a I own a house in the inner city in of the Portland. Inner cities, uh, no, in inner Portland. But yeah, the the side roads next to me are all gravel, like giant potholes with like lakes basically in them. That's. That's in city. See, I would fix all of those things. So that stuff, we'll get that fixed. We'll figure out how to how to do that. You know, it's all going to be you know with the uh, with the knot holes, Mister Knot Hole, Mister Knot Hole. Yeah, He'll maybe fill I could your run. potholes. He's Mister Knot Holes. Are you tired of the potholes? How about knot holes? I feel like ding, 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 ding. no, we don't want to be playing in the background. There's no banjo in this. There thing. has to be banjo in the background. No. Hi, y'all. Uh, my name's Mister Knot Hole. I come up here from Independence, Oregon, and let me tell you, boy, you done tired of them there potholes in the city roads? Well, I grew up on a gravel road, and we didn't really have potholes. That was just called that was just called a road back then. Oh boy, no, you're not going to be my spokesperson. Yeah, I considered the, that. I considered maybe that you could be like one of my spokespeople. And like the back guy's like, ding, 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 like ding, a press ding, secretary ding, or something. Ding, 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 but ding, ding. I think you just lost that job. I don't. Right, think I think I could do out. it. I think I could do it. I don't know if I want you speaking. Okay, for no, me. because I mean, because you're going to talk about your <gasps> the sadness. You can work on the sadness of growing up on a gravel road because you never learned how to skateboard or well, read. No, I did never learn how to. skateboard. No, exactly. You can sneak the reading thing in, but like talk about why you can't skateboard on a gravel. You road. You can't skateboard on a gravel road. I mean, that's just a fact. It's just, just the worst. It's the worst. I mean, and now you feel as if you've missed out on something because you've never been able to. Well, yeah, it is so true. Why I mean, don't you talk about growing up about on a road that wasn't finished? You know, as a child of the country, country of this great state of Oregon, I grew up on roads that were. Well, maybe even a little bit rougher than what you've seen here in Portland. Make a road less traveled kind of thing, too. No, I can't. No, yes, I, you can. No, I'm not throwing that. Yes, okay, you you're throwing too many things in at no, once. A, you know what? You're, this, if this you're going to be a politician, you have to director. learn how to spin. I know how to spin, but not being told while I'm up there. I have to go off the cuff. I'm an off the cuff kind of guy. 
But those cuffs were dirty after rolling up your sleeves from all your hard work growing up in the country. Growing up, we had roads that were rough. We had the neighbors' horses. They ride those down there. The weird religious neighbors. They're horses and buggies you at call the them, same time. Don't call them weird religious neighbors. That seems well, like you're closed minded. Well, no, they're. Well, it I seems mean, like they're you're not strange. respecting their religion. Well, I'm respecting their religion. No, you're not. You just called them your weird religious neighbors. That's not respecting them. Well, I swear there were like two guys and there was like 18 girls that lived there and they all wore bonnets out by the side of the road. I mean, I don't think they're going to be living in Portland voting for me. I'm not worried about those ones. Maybe they are. Maybe that was just the... It's not really the religion that's the thing. They were just weirdos. Maybe it was a time in their life where like they were forced to stay there and now they've been able to burn those bonnets and they're living here in Portland listening to this amazing podcast. They're like, oh my God, he's making fun of me. weird. They don't know that. That was just their life. I don't know. I think there was a lot of sister wives going on over there. You know, maybe they thought you were the weird one. Well, I'm sure they did. I'm not saying I'm not weird. I'm just saying. You All right, know, start again. Start weird. again. Your your campaign right, is you're, totally you're, failing. You got right me now. focused too much on the sister wives. I gotta get out. Get, get off of the sister wives. Okay, back to the start. Hi everyone. My name is Greg. I'm running for Minister of Transportation here in the city of Portland, Oregon, and you know. I've seen our roads. I've seen the way they are. And I think we can all agree that this is not up to the standards that we should expect as residents of this city, as taxpayers of the great city of Portland, Oregon. Now, I grew up not far from here, but far enough to live a different kind of life. Uh, A couple hours south of here in Independence, Oregon, where I grew up out on a road that wasn't finished myself. A road full of potholes, a road full of troubles and turns and you never knew where you were going to be headed when you were going down these roads. Stop shaking your head at me. It is not awful. It's actually, it's awful. Actually, it started off pretty damn good. No, it started off good. And then as soon as you started talking about my road, I unfinished road that doesn't even say, it's like grew up on a gravel road made of broken glass and broken dreams. Oh my God. No, this isn't a lifetime movie. I'm not doing, no, we're not running for head of the lifetime club. (sighs) There must be broken glass on your, uh, you know, on the as a child, road. and I think it's important that we think about the kids in this situation because very... adults, we can handle some of these issues, even though it's hard on our cars, it's hard on our bank accounts. But the kids, and I think that's what we should focus on. As a child, I grew up out in the country on roads that were unfinished, on potholes, driving on potholes, not unlike the potholes you deal with every day. But you know what? One of the worst things was about this was I feel like I was robbed of part of my childhood. Because on a gravel road with potholes, one cannot skateboard. And if one cannot skateboard, one cannot live a true American life, an American upbringing. And that's what I want to fix for you. I want to fix for our children so all the kids can skateboard. the least inspired speech I've ever heard. Oh, my God. Mute. You are... You are not going to be. I'm saying I think that you could draw some empathy, but it's. I feel like you're yelling at me about your childhood. It's because you're so annoying. You're, you're like, supposed to be chiming in here. Like, no, that's not good. No, that's not good. Like, well, that's what I sound like. Okay. That's, that's what you Greg sound is like very right supportive. Now. Yeah, now, <laughs> no, that's not good. Supportive. You're over here tearing down my campaign. I'm, <laughs> your campaign. I'm sorry. I'm tearing down his campaign. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> So that would be part. Anyway, we'll run on maybe the knot holes. Mr. Knot holes will fix your knot holes. holes. We'll we'll stick with (laughs) knot holes. Now. I think if you touch on the gravel road growing up, that's really good. Okay, wait, wait, wait. No. Now, I see what Courtney is saying. I actually agree with. Courtney says, no empathy here. I grew up on a gravel road and we just dealt with it. Totally agree. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying to placate for these city people for their votes. So you got to make it seem like the potholes and the, that kind of stuff is like a real hardship and that I understand how hard they have it. And then they vote for me. You know, because they all want to skateboard. Well, I mean, well, they don't, they're not voting for your past. They're voting for their present. So what you need to do is. That's literally what I just said. No, but you just have to compare. You see your gravel roads comparing to Powell's and be like, my gravel road is now Portland City Streets. Just compare it. You have to verbally compare it. Portland City Streets. And I feel that we deserve better as a city. I already said that citizens. No, you didn't. You You were yelling about skateboarding. Said we deserve better as, as taxpayers. That is exactly what I just said. I said, flash forward 50 years later from me being a small boy to now 50 here. 50 years later, huh? Now okay. here, f- wanting right. to fill your potholes. Okay. Well, anyway, 
that is part of it, the, the not whole thing. But there's a few other things that I would bring in, though, things that I think are important. And these, these cross over everywhere. There is a plague in the city, a scourge of drivers, a scourge of drivers who are doing some things very wrong on the roads. Number one, the lack of use of turn signals in this city is appalling. Are you st- is this still your platform? This will be part of my uh, full the, – the larger platform. I think that there should be stiff penalties for people who don't use their blinkers. I, I agree. This mm. is part of my platform. God, maybe I should I've be got my I've got what I've written down. I've got what I, ri- what I wrote down here. Number one, yes, turn signals are absolutely required. And what I actually wrote down exactly right here is that there would be stiff penalties for, uh, for turn signal violators. And there's a few things that we could do this. So the turn signals, a huge problem. Nobody uses their goddamn turn signals in this city, and it drives me insane. On top of that, not only would there be much, much harsher crimes for that or, or penalties for that, for not using a turn signal, there would also – be this a requirement that if you are okay, if if you are allowed to cross over into a lane when really you're not supposed to, somebody lets you in. Somebody oh somebody He's slows down and allows you to switch lanes. So you know you're driving there, you're trying to get into another lane, and somebody slows down. Can and I guess? Like, let you in. What What do you think it is? Required What's, courtesy wave. Uh, required <laughs> courtesy wave. Required courtesy wave. Now, not enough people do that because I let people in all the time on my commute, and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to be nice. Clearly, they need to get over into another lane. I don't have to. I'm not required to, but I'm nice enough to do it. And when they cross over and, one, don't signal, that's annoying, but, two, they don't wave, oh, man, does that – that uh, – You know what I do? I do the aggressive wave back at them, like – like I get mad at them for not waving. Yeah, I will so then do that I'll aggressively wave at them with like you know nostrils flared and uh-huh. glaring at them. Yes, you have to wave. And also the same thing on the smaller side streets where I live where sometimes if there's cars parked on both sides, only one car can get through. So I'll pull over and allow a car to go through and they don't hand, don't give me a hand signal saying thank you for delaying your trip to allow me to get through. Ooh, that's bad, too. Uh, ben, our friend who's a bus driver, says, Good, do my job. <laughs> because I'm sure he has to deal with assholes all day. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and Keelan Waving says, required. Keelan says, Greg is the only human that thinks our problems will be solved with turn signals and courtesy ways. It will go a long ways towards solving my problems. So use turn signals. Use courtesy waves. Those are two big things. Um, bikes should be – everybody should be required to have their headlights on at all times, 24 hours a day. Headlights on. That's a, that's a requirement. I always have it's Oregon. On. It's gray a lot of the time. It's always basically dusk here when it's uh, when it's completely gray covered and everything's gray and drab and like dark cars blend in. Everybody has to have their headlights on. Uh, bikes will be required to have lights. All bikes will have to be required to have lights on twenty four hours a day on their bikes, bicycles. Um, everything's got to be well lit. You sound like a lot of fun. Uh, kind of losing me on your platform here. What your what, headlights? Headlights are required. I'm sorry, it's a safety. No, issue. I mean I always have my headlights on, so that's fine. It's to save lives, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Or fender benders. So, so these are all part of these are all part of the things that would be uh, be my uh, be my platform. You know, obviously I've got to work it out, but I think uh, I think we can make this thing into one cohesive unit that could really make some changes in this city. That could help people out. Could make lives better. Make your life easier. Are you tired? Of, uh, of your long, slow commute into work, we'll fix that for you. We'll make it better. We'll make this our lives easier and more efficient. See, I thought that you were going to come up with something better, like a better idea like those um, those like buses that they have. I can't remember where it is that can like go over traffic. Well, I mean, yeah, that China's working on those. Yeah, like chi- the ones that – like in China. Who's going to pay for that though? I mean, where are our taxes going now? I don't have any fucking clue. Take our taxes. You want a couple other things then that would really change things up? I would be willing to deputize. uh, I would say (laughs) there'd be a lottery. We would hold a lottery in this city. And there would be, let's see, say say one-tenth, a a 10% of the population would be deputized to where they get a certificate. That certificate allows them to pull one person over. I don't trust 10% of this city. Are you kidding? They just issue a ticket, a traffic ticket, 
they can snitch on somebody or pull somebody over. And that way, you know, if you see somebody like making a turn, like crossing lanes without using their turn signal, you can use your one get your your one ticket. You take a picture of them, send it in, boom, they get ticketed. That that one needs. Some you work. were just having a, that, like a story about snitches. What yesterday, the day before, with that poor woman who was in the golf tournament, and somebody was like That's spotted. Different. No, That's you were just talking about. So now people you're... that don't use turn signals need to be snitched on. I'm sorry, I cannot. I cannot stand up for them. I can't stand up for these people. So, so maybe. I mean, it's just throwing out ideas. You got to think outside of the box. So maybe I deputize ten percent of the people, you know, as snitches, as professional snitches. And uh, and then they snitch, but only if people are really are really are violating. If they really do, you have to prove it. You have to have like a video proof of them of them violating rules. Okay, rule. so now you're like encouraging civilians to videotape each other. Yes, and then ticket each other. The problem is solved. You turn everybody against each other, and then everybody gets in line. You incentivize. You're snitching. terrifying. You incentivize snitching, and uh, and then there it is. You know so. <sighs> Incentivize snitching. snitching. That is the I'm, worst. I'm cheating. Thing. Our live chat is basically like a constant, like a media poll. Um, it seems like the pollsters are turning turning against me. On no, this. they were never for you. Well, no, I think they were. for They were me. like they were kind of neutral, and now they're actively against you. I well, I think. Well, sometimes they don't. Hey, know what's you guys. Good all right, them. so you heard Greg's platform. Here's mine. I'll fill the I'll fill the potholes. How are you going to do that? I will take our taxpayer money that's going to make another goddamn bike lane, and I will fill the potholes. Can't do it. The end. You can't do that. The end. Vote for me. That's not how that works. No that, more potholes. That, you can't do that, and that's not how it works. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're just making a bunch of false promises. No, I'll just find. I'll, I'll find an independent contractor, and I'll just find them, and they'll fill the holes. An independent contractor, like the one that has ruined the Morrison Bridge, and then now we have to have all it they have to do again? is all, no. All they have to do is fill holes all around the city. Just every day, just blop, 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 blop. Just fill, 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 fill. That's all they do. Just fill the holes all day long. All day long, they mm-hmm. fill the holes. That's all. And then that's what the, that's what I do. I don't think it's going to work. And uh, if pay you bus want drivers another more. do nothing, if you want another do nothing uh, person in charge who's just going to say a lot of things but not <laughs> actually think outside the box, <laughs> more bike lanes, no more. I I am a biker, and I feel like there isn't a sufficient amount of bike lanes. I really do. Do you, Greg? There's a lot of bike lanes. There's a lot of bike lanes. I feel like – and if there isn't a bike lane on a main thoroughfare, you can ride through ooh, a neighborhood. Ooh, Here's another thing though. I will say with the bikes because um, I mean I, for the most part, I'm going to leave bikes alone. But as, as somebody who does also ride a bike uh, whenever I can, there are plenty of side roads you can ride your bikes down. If you ride your bike down the middle of the road down a major thoroughfare through the city like Hawthorne, specifically I'm looking at you, Hawthorne. If you ride it down the middle of the road going far slower than traffic when you have perfectly good roads on either side where there is zero traffic and you can go as whatever speed you want, that might be a ticket too. Might be a ticket. Might be worth one snitch. 10%. What are what are are those like are snitches like points what now? Are things, you get one snitch What point. are things that bother you when you're driving when you're in traffic? Well, people who uh, who cut me off, who drift in and out of lanes, yep. who uh, are clearly on their phone or an Uber driver and don't know where they're going, yep. and they stop in the middle of the road. Yes. Oh God. Um, yeah, people who just uh, don't like blow through stop signs, be it a bicycle or a car, and mm-hmm. like almost hit you and then glare at you as if it's your fault. Uh huh. All of tailgaters. People are saying. So, wouldn't you like to be able to get those? Because you know they're never going to get pulled over. Those are one of those instances where you're like, gosh, I wish somebody could pull that person over and so that the, we, the, we put a stop to this. Wouldn't you like to be that person? No, I would not like to be that person. One time per year, you get to – like that person That's who's weaving in That's not my responsibility. If I wanted to have that responsibility, I would have tried to be a, the traffic cop. No, I don't want that. One time a year. No. You can send in a video. No, don't want it. What – what is it like the purge, but for like traffic for traffic violations? for minor traffic violations? Yes, <laughs> minor traffic it's the violation. The purge of purge. minor traffic violations. <laughs> the least interesting movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't use his hand. <laughs> yeah, people are saying merging. Yeah, the, there's a lot of people that are understanding now uh, that uh, how this could work. I think if you got one snitch, no, I think that there needs to be a penalty against ticket. Uber and Lyft drivers. Yeah, it's being pointed out that people are agreeing. Yeah, Uber and Lyft drivers who stop in the middle of the goddamn street or they block a side street. Like I've been trying to get to my apartment and a car will just be sitting there like no hazard lights on, no anything, just 
plopped right in the middle of the of the street and I can't get around them. How do you plan to stop that? I honk and tell them to get out of the way. Wouldn't you rather just have one snitch ticket you could use? No, I don't. You're not going to get me to want to have a snitch ticket. Then you're going to have to continue dealing with this problem because well, nobody's you know going what? to enforce Fine, it. Because I don't want to do snitch tickets. That's just one snitch ticket. Stop saying snitch ticket. One snitch ticket a year. Imagine that most frustrating, the most frustrating time you've had driving around. But you know what's really fulfilling? Well, at least when you know you can get away from them and they won't pull a gun on you or something. But like flipping them off, you could do that. Yeah, well, okay. I already flipped off somebody today Well, because I drove on the freeway and a semi tried to squish me and I flipped him off. Yeah, I use my finger fairly liberally as well. But the thing is, though, the more people that move to this city, that means more people that don't tolerate that kind of thing. I mean, uh, honestly, Californians, the like more Californians that move up here, there's we're getting like the uh, we're getting the Bay Area people right now. Yeah, we're getting the backsplash. We're going to get a bunch of other people, though, that are moving up here that uh, may not put up with being flipped off as well. I learned my lesson driving in L.A. traffic. I was driving with my brother through L.A. one time and this guy like cut me off and I reached up and I started flipping him off. And my brother's like, don't fucking do that. Yeah, yeah you do like, that way too liberally. I'm admitting the issue here. I know, but I'm like, worried about you sometimes. I'm I'm literally admitting the issue here and agreeing with this. It's, I'm saying he he said don't do that, and I and and he basically told me he's like, yeah, there's a lot of people with guns around here; they'll shoot you. So I'm like, yeah, okay, that's that's good point. I will stop doing that. You were just saying how you just did it this morning. Well, yeah, and but he couldn't catch up me. with me. He could. So you only do it if you think that you can get away. Yes. Yes. So you yes. flip off and run. Yeah. Oh. No, well, he almost squished me. It was quite so if terrifying, you flip somebody actually. off, I say stand there and make sure they know you flipped them off. So you flip off only if you're, like, turning. If you're, like, turning and you, then you know that you don't have to No, I mean, it just depends on the situation. I'm not, like, aggressive with flipping oh. people off because, yeah, I don't want to be, like, punched in the face or shot or have my car But yet you still want to flip them off. Well, sometimes I just can't help it. So you, so you want to flip them off, mm. but only if you know that you're turning or something so that they can't do anything Well, I mean, back. that's not necessarily I – don't, I don't know. I don't know. Stop uh, trying to corner me. I have okay. no idea. It's being asked about the snitch tickets, which are starting to take off. Uh, Travis asks, can I buy someone else's snitch ticket from them, get as many as I can, and then become some sort of snitch bounty hunter? I don't – it's a good question. I think to start off the first year, you wouldn't be able to sell your snitch ticket. Like you either – you use it or you lose it. Like that's it. You have one year, but you can't sell it. It's non-transferable. Just one snitch ticket. Stop saying that word. That is so. And you have to have proof word. if you do it. So it's got to be video. Got to have to. You have to have video proof of the violation, and then you can send that in with your snitch ticket and get them busted. Okay. Basically, you turn into a roving traffic cam. I like this idea. The more I think about it, yes, only one a year. That's correct. Only one a year. Just to clarify. Yeah, one a year. That way you don't. You're not abusing it. But you wait until the one thing that really bothers you the most. But at, at the time that an annoying traffic thing is happening, it's always the thing that's bothering you the most. But, well, then that's, that's the balance then you have to strike. everyone uses their snitch ticket. Well, that's up to you. Or nobody uses their snitch ticket because they're waiting for, like, the worst thing ever. Exactly. That's the, that's the conundrum you will be in. Also, side note, something that will be very helpful with that are having dash cams. And the best way to buy a dash cam is to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. Everybody's going to want to have a dash cam once they have a snitch ticket on their hand because then you don't have to worry about your... It's all hands-free. You just have the dash cam there. It records the violation. You go back later, you can look at it. You know, you have 24 hours to turn it in. You can sit there and think about it like, was this worth a snitch ticket? Okay, so if we're going against each other, I, I found out yep, my thing. it's worth a snitch ticket. And then you uh, send it in. Just make sure you buy your dash cam by going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. Okay, I found my platform. It's going to be Snitch Ticket because you're going to you're running on the Snitch Ticket platform. Snitch Tickets are it's okay. not holes in Stitch. All right, and so mine's going to be like this is going to be my saying. It'll be like Snitch Ticket, more like Bitch Ticket. I'm going to fill the potholes. But bitch for Sarah. Ticket. I don't know if that's really going to work in this city. To be honest, I think I'm going to have a better. I think there are more snitches than there are people who would appreciate being called bitches. I'm calling it a Bitch Ticket. I don't know if Bitch Ticket's going to work in the city of Portland. I think snitch ticket. There are way more people who would rather identify as snitches. It doesn't have to be gender specific. You can be a bitch. No, and I'm agreeing. I think snitch tickets. You're not supposed to agree with that, Greg. That's how I can tell you're not listening to me. Well, no, you said you can be. Yes, I think anybody can be a bitch. But I think snitch tickets would win. 
You may have a catchy slogan, but people are still going to vote for me. <laughs> oh, okay. That's how that happens. All right. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. <laughs> Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. I liked my campaign slogan. Greg? Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm listening to you. I just disagree with what you're saying. Okay. I think snitch, snitch tickets. Okay. All right. First up, you know we don't get political in here, um, but this was kind of funny, so I wanted to bring this up. So, of course, uh, there's that guy who's the president. He has newly unveiled an anti-immigrant hotline, uh, which he was calling – what was it? It was a hashtag that was trending yesterday called like um, like elite, like something aliens, like uh, find the I'm aliens sure. or something along I, those I lines. Um, so the Department of Homeland Security yesterday opened a new office called Voice, um, which is to. I'm sorry, this is all discombobulated. When I copied and pasted, it's all. So basically, National Homeland Security um, opened this hotline to where people could call and report if they saw illegal immigrants, aka illegal aliens. But instead, of course, because this is America, land of the free, home of the Twitter, people have decided to start calling this and bombarding this hotline with calls of finding extraterrestrials. <laughs> and so people are calling in and telling all of their stories with reports <laughs> of space aliens and UFOs. So they're, they're snitching on aliens. So they're snitching on aliens instead of uh, immigrants. Yes. So they're <laughs> snitching on um, the criminal God alien damn it. This does sound like my snitch ticket. Okay, but this is a different kind of thing. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't advocate for that kind of thing. Mine are only minor traffic violations. That's it. And it stops there. Yes. Well, this is uh, criminal. Crap. Yeah, this is criminal aliens that you can call in and snitch. So people, by the hundreds if not thousands, have been calling and reporting all different kinds of alien sightings. <laughs> and uh, the president is none too pleased with it. That's actually really funny. It made me laugh. Because there was a hashtag that was called, like, find the aliens or something that was trending yesterday. Have you ever seen a UFO? Maybe. You did? You saw a UFO? Well, maybe. My, when we were driving home one time, my mom and I saw this weird thing in the sky, and she couldn't. She didn't really know what it was, and neither did I, and then it just kind of disappeared. It was weird. Okay. Why, have you? I figure you got probed or something. Well, I hope. I, not that I'm aware of. If I was, it hasn't flashed back to me in any way. Um, Are you sure? Because you're kind of twitchy in life and you don't sleep. I'm, you seem like... Like I'm repressing a probing. Like ripe for the alien picking or probing. Oh, probably. I mean, I did grow up out in the country. It'd be easy to... Greg, really? Did you grow up out in the country? Up. Well, I'm just saying. It'd, that'd be a prime... Why do they always... Like, alien why do abduction? aliens always like go to probe the country bumpkins? Because there's nobody else around. You, you, you can't So sure they sit. can get at you real good. You're isolated. You can mm-hmm. get away with a lot more out there. I may or may not have. Ah, never mind. All right. Wait, what? Tell me. No, I've told it on the show before. Wait, I don't I remember. Think it. forgotten. Yeah. Tell me. No. <gasps> Wait, you were camping. No. Wait, don't tell me. <laughs> when I was like 16, we when may I have called 16. the local airport to report a strange light that was circulating in the sky because we couldn't figure out what it was. Oh, yeah, and we watched could. it for a long time. <laughs> And there are friends of mine who were also involved in this. Mm-hmm. It had been there for a long time. We were sitting in the hot tub for quite a while. We noticed the light didn't go away. And you maybe it had a couple circulating. beers? I don't probably. Yes, sure. I would rather say I had. No, we were so I won't cold say so- I was completely that sober. Would be- <laughs> well, that would be kind of weird. Just like, ah, yes, we're all 16-year-old men sitting sober in a hot tub together. Well, there were girls, the too, but yeah. <laughs> So was it? What did the airport say? They called back. What did they say? They uh, uh, they called back and said they received the report and that they – God, what did they say? They called back and left a message. It was a very serious message though saying, yes, we received your report of an unidentified object. Um, we will uh, log this like into an investigation log or something like that. Like they said they, they had logged it. But it's a very like they treat the the message. They treated it very seriously. Hmm. They treated it as if you guys weren't like a bunch of drunken kids in a hot tub. No, I'm sure that's what they thought. In the... Yeah. Yeah, we weren't really drinking though. 
You weren't? No. Oh, boy. Yeah. Don't, okay, just stop talking now. Yeah. Greg, would you drink a lobster-flavored beer? No. Do you like lobster? Uh, lobster's okay. I'm, I'll be honest, I haven't eaten it a ton. I've eaten a lot of crab. Yeah, I mean, I like lobster, I guess. I don't like, I can't peel the shells off of things for some I have a weird thing. Like I, I'm a carnivore. I eat meat and uh, and seafood, but I can't eat meat off the bone, and I don't like ripping the shells off of things. We've talked about this. Yeah. I can't. I can't do it. Like I can eat like crab and lobster. If somebody else has pulled out the inside parts, but I can't just like rip its body apart. Oh wow, that creeps me out. Anyway, there's a brewery I like crab in, all day long. There's a brewery in Southwest England uh, called the Wild Beer Company. And they've used 30 live lobsters, including cockles, uh, kombu seaweed, sea salt, what? sea herbs, kombu seaweed, okay. sea salt, sea herbs, uh, and saffron to produce a 7% beer called Of the Sea, a fishy-flavored beer. I don't think I would want to try that. That sounds gross. Initial reaction to the concept has been mixed, um, but they uh, but the brewers say that they want to brew something genuinely interesting and something that gets an emotional reaction from people other than just beer, which an emotional I, don't, reaction? I don't want an emotional f- reaction to fish beer. I don't necessarily want an emotional reaction to beer. All right. Well, inspiration for the beer came from uh, the mutual love that uh, the founder and his fellow bre- uh, brewery co-founder share for lobster bisque, which is their favorite dish lobster to eat. Lobster bisque is, is good. Lobster bisque yeah. is very delicious. Uh, so the team... Uh, the brewery had a team bisque off where they tried to make the best. Now I want lobster bisque. Uh, they decided to take the yeah, plunge and transform the idea of a highly seasoned soup into a seasoned beer. Huh. So they dropped the lobsters and other ingredients into the boil for 12 minutes before removing the crustaceans and stripping them of their meat. Uh, so the staff enjoyed a team of uh, lobster rolls and shells. Then they extracted all the lobster food. Lobster rolls are good, too. Then they extracted all the food debris, added yeast, and left it to ferment for a week. And then let it undergo a period of maturation, maturation Maturity. for two more weeks. Huh. So uh, they only made 120 kegs of, of the sea and 8,000 uh, 8, bottles, uh, which cost around $4.40 a piece, which I think are still available, even though they're for a limited edition if you want to yeah, try I, some hot lobster know. beer. Uh-uh. I'm going to pass on that. Yeah, so I guess that they aren't the first people that uh, had made a lobster-infused beer. Uh, breweries in Maine and Delaware have already actually done that. I could see that. Yeah. So if that's something you'd like, I'm sure you can find lobster beer online. Yeah, no. All right. Out of China, doctors at a Chinese hospital, which I wanted to read the story because I don't know how this would possibly happen, were successful in removing an eight-inch metal spoon from the stomach of an 18-year-old female student who said that she swallowed it. What? An eight-inch metal an spoon. An eight-inch metal spoon was swallowed by an 18-year-old student in China, and doctors were able to successfully remove it from her stomach. I mean, it was ingested into her stomach. Ugh. How the fuck do you eat an eight-inch metal spoon? Ugh, I don't know. Well, footage from the hospital has been released, and it showed doctors reviewing X-ray images of the eight-inch-long spoon inside of the teenager's body before she had to undergo surgery to remove it. So the spoon was successfully removed in a two-hour surgery. Doctors, Why did she do this? Uh, doctors said the girl told them that she had accidentally swallowed it while she was eating. No. Then she waited three days to seek medical, atte- uh, medical attention for the spoon swallowing because she had school exams that she needed to finish. Which doesn't make any sense. No, there's definitely more to that story. Mm-mm. Yeah, there's some speculation in the uh, live chat about what what was going on there. <laughs> that could be, that could be. Okay, I just have an incident that yeah, went wrong. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea how that would even happen. All right, I have some. I have a story out of California. A man driving, I love this description, a man driving a sketchy looking van with the words sex, drugs, and rock and roll printed on its side. Yeah. With drugs written the biggest, was arrested after officers found indeed that he did have drugs in his van. Well. Yeah, I probably shouldn't draw attention to that. Yes, officers found methamphetamine, knives, tear gas, and evidence of drug sales. So this guy's name is Bradley. Tear gas. Tear gas. Yeah. This guy's name is Bradley Kelman, 60 years old of Santa Cruz. He was identified as the van driver. 
Uh, his license was currently suspended when he was driving around with sex, drugs, rock and roll on the side of his van. Uh, so it was suspended. He didn't have a current license uh, from a past DUI conviction. And the registration tags on the van were fake. So he's driving around in this thing, a clearly illegally licensed van. So a Santa Cruz police officer first noticed Kelman driving the white Dodge Ram van, which, of course, is exactly what I would have pictured it yep. to be, at about 10.30 p.m. this past weekend. The officer pulled the van over because its brake lights were out and the van was unregistered. Well, the driver refused to identify himself or exit the van. He was uncooperative and stated that he had the right to travel. I got the rights to travel. (laughs) The officer could see a large blade knife in the center console. When the officer was trying to calm him down, additional units responded and had to deploy spike strips in front of the tires of the van to keep him from driving away. Uh, So the canine unit, uh, who was a police dog named Luna, was able to alert officers to the presence of narcotics. Uh, a search of the van resulted in the officers finding uh, $1,400 in cash, packaging material for drug sales, six grams of methamphetamine, an electronic wow. scale, several knives, and tear gas. So he was arrested on a slew of charges, including transporting, selling, and possessing methamphetamine. What are you using the tear gas for? I don't know. Like a fast escape? Like canisters? I'm assuming I think it's that's... canisters, yeah. All right, I have two more stories. I had to make sure that this one, so after that snafu like a couple months ago when I find similar stories, I, I want to make sure that everything's real. So double checks on this one. This is uh, similar to another story I had before, but it's brand new. Okay. A Florida woman has been arrested. Uh, she was arrested a couple nights ago in a prostitution sting after an undercover cop approached her to buy her time. And she told him that the price for oral sex was $25 and a box of chicken McNuggets. <laughs> Reach for the stars. Alex Dorino, 22 years young. Wow. Well, cops allege that yeah, Miss Dorino, knows she knows what she thinks her blowjobs are worth, which is $25 and a box of chicken McNuggets. What size of chicken nuggets? Uh, I, let me see. Nope, they didn't say. They don't say. I'll go on. Okay. So uh, Miss Dorino, 22 years old, got into the automobile of the undercover detective who had parked outside of the gas station. Uh, after some chit-chat, the cop told Dorino that he wanted, ew, this is the quote. The cop told Dorino that, quote, I want to get my dick sucked. <laughs> ew. Wait, what? The cop? Yeah. To which Dorino reportedly replied, Okay. After a few seconds of bargaining, the undercover cop okay. reported, the duo agreed that that he would pay twenty five dollars and get her female or get her chicken nuggets in exchange for oral sex. However, just a couple blocks shy of McDonald's, there's some kind of entrapment in there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the detective stopped the vehicle at the takedown location where the other officers approached the car and placed Dorino into custody. She was charged with prostitution and possession of drug paraphernalia. Dorino was booked in the county jail, so she was. Uh, Let's see. So she was booked in jail last month after pleading guilty to auto theft and possession of drug paraphernalia. So she's she's not making a lot of good decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, yes, this, this is the one that I was referencing from last year. Ohio cops uh, as, arrested a, prostitution, uh, a prostitute on a prostitution charge after she allegedly offered to perform oral sex for an undercover officer in return for $50 and a plate of nachos. <laughs> that was the nacho lady. Much higher rate nachos would be, I think would cost and fifty dollars. Yeah. I know, I know. That's a whole like that's a bigger package. All right, and if this was in Oregon, I would think that this was Greg. The headline is: A drunk man has been arrested for tackling a parking lot security robot. <laughs> drunk man arrested for tackling a parking lot security robot. Well, the battle for the future of humanity that Greg is battling every day. Because, of course, he does not respect our robot overlords. Uh, they, I appreciate robots as tools, but they are just toasters that do things mm-hmm. for us. They will never be in charge of me. All right. Well, Jason Sylvain, 41 years old, decided to attack the crime-fighting parking lot security robot. It's the K5 droid. Is that from Nightscope? Nightscope, yes. I know about this Nightscope company. Okay, so this happened. Well, I know the, about this company. This happened on the evening of uh, April 19th. 
Uh, an employee for Nightscope was able to detain Sylvain before officers got to the scene. When police officers arrived, they saw Sylvain. Uh, he appeared confused, had red glassy eyes, and a strong odor of alcohol emitting from him. <laughs> um, of course, the people from Nightscope were very uh, angry about it. They said, I think it's a pathetic incident. It shows how spineless that uh, a drunk guy in Silicon Valley really are because they have attack a victim who doesn't even have any arms. Oh, my God. Screw that. I'm going to kick. I'll kick a robot. Are you still, like, he's, I'll say it. Because they attack a victim who doesn't have any arms. Like it's They're a treating robot. a robot as if it should have arms. I'm very confused by that sentiment. They said, I don't think it's a fair fight. It is totally unacceptable. So, uh, yeah, so Nightscope does make all kinds <laughs> do of kinda, different I, droids. If you look up a picture of it, it does make you kind of want to dropkick it. Well, now, I mean, so, I do kind of want to dropkick it right now. Well, yeah, Sylvain is, uh, well, he was charged. I don't know if he was arrested, but it says that he is facing charges of prowling and being drunk in public. So they don't, I don't know if he was at the place and then decided to go batshit on the, on the robot or just decided to wander up, saw the robot wandering around, which I could totally see you doing, Greg. What, kicking it? No, after a couple beers, like if there's one in Vegas or something, and you're just like walking around, beer in your hand, you see a robot and nobody around. I could see you running up and kicking one. I would want to. I probably wouldn't. So I'm like, yeah, it's got a camera on it of some kind. But yeah, I I would want to. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you vote for me. You can kick a robot. Mm-mm. I'll fill the potholes. All right, there's your world of crazy. Man, you'll let the robots boss us around. Vote for you is basically a vote for robots. No, I'll work with the robots until they're oh, no longer uh, necessary, and then I'll deprogram them. That's not how that works. You don't deprogram the robot. The robot deprograms you unless you get, a, get ahead what, of it. What kind of like double speak is that? No, stop trying to scare everybody. The robots are our friends. The robots are not our friends. Until they're of no use to us anymore, and then we put until them down. we're of no use to them. Mm. It goes the other way around. Anyway, um, let's do just a quick little bit of ball talk. I do want to remind everybody. Do we have a fun employment radio bingo night coming up? We sure do. May 11th. May 11th at the Landmark Saloon. The final bingo night of this season. Fun employment radio bingo night. Landmark Saloon 4847 Southeast Division. With our fine sponsors, we are going to have not only Bridgeport Brewing is back, which is, we do love Bridgeport yes, Brewing. Yes, we do. They, they are, are awesome. They are wonderful. And uh, we had such a good time last time with them being the uh, one of the sponsors. But then also, we have... Milagro Tequila. Yeah. Milagro Tequila. Going to be the other sponsor of the bingo night. So come down, save that date now. 4847 Southeast Division, Landmark Saloon, Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night. Milagro Tequila. I like tequila. Uh, Milagro's really good, too. I've actually had it. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. It's in a pretty bottle. It's like this blue, like, slim bottle. I will do a shot of tequila. Okay. Maybe two. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. It's a very short ball talk today. I just want to say the big story of the day is that the NFL draft is happening today. So a lot of speculation about what's going to happen. It takes place at, I believe, 5 p.m. Pacific time. It's when it starts. Yeah, 5 p.m. Pacific time today. The NFL draft. Today. Number one uh, pick is to the hapless Cleveland Browns. So it'll be interesting to see if they somehow find a way to screw this up. Uh, but the Cleveland Browns, the rumor is right now that the number one pick may be Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, the the Mitchell Trubisky? Not Mitch. Mitchell Trubisky from North Carolina. They might take a quarterback at number one. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. The speculation is running rampant. As everybody tries to figure out who, who's taking number one. But uh, the main reason I'm bringing this up is because I guarantee you will see this everywhere. NFL takes over everything when they have a moment like this. So it'll get more play than the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball, anything. NFL, just their draft alone, will warrant more coverage than anything any other sport does. So that's how it is. NFL rules everything. And I'm not saying that as a NFL rules. I mean, they rule the airwaves. So there we go. The NFL draft coming up today. Just wanted to make sure people are aware of that. And that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. I'm not even going to make you listen to a song. Wow, somebody's being extra kind today. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. So you have – you're going um, 
back downtown, and it's can, – can we talk about yeah. that? Uh, yeah, we can. So <laughs> – um, in case anybody doesn't know, I work for digitaltrends.com as well, and I, I host some videos and some shows for them. And this afternoon, I'm doing one at 2.30 uh, p.m. Pacific time live on YouTube and Facebook for Trends with Benefits. You can subscribe to this on iTunes too. It's a roundtable tech podcast, uh, real light. But it's also Bring Your Kid to Work Day. <laughs> so um, – Little buddies everywhere. There's there's little buddies everywhere down there at their offices. <laughs> As Greg told me this morning, was like, it was like there was a daycare. It was there. like there was a daycare. Well, it's kids <laughs> let loose in a tech company. So there's like toys everywhere. Oh, I bet. That they're all playing with. And I, I guess – I don't really know what's going on because I guess there's going to be a whole bunch of people that are uh, – the, all the kids are going to watch the show because we have like a glass – like divider thing, they're gonna watch it through that, and then they're gonna come in, and I'm, I'm doing like a Q and A with them. Greg's doing a little kid Q and A. Little kid Q and A. I already filmed the video with them earlier today too. There was a bunch of them for uh, DT Daily. Okay, so. well, first of all, don't call them it's definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They're all. I mean, they could be two. They could be twelve. I don't know the difference. I know. I, I feel you. <laughs> Can you make words or can you not make words? <laughs> Are you in diapers or nah? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. But definitely tune in to the show. I'm definitely watching that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so I don't know if any of them are hopping in onto the show or they're just coming in afterward. I'm not really sure how it's all going to work. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, oh my well, God. kids, let's talk about audio files. It's going to be fun, though. That's going to be entertaining. Um, send us an email, funemploymentradio.gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Boo, boo. Technically begins next week. You can get your tickets now at bridgetowncomedy.com. But all, all throughout that week, we'll be having interviews with Bridgetown comedians. And that starts actually tomorrow. Starts Friday, April 28th. Where we're going to have our first uh, Bridgetown comedian. He's going to be in for live listeners, just so you know. He's going to be on at noon, so we'll probably start a little bit earlier than normal tomorrow. And and next week's scheduling will be a little bit screwy. We'll try to keep you up to date on all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this, so we're going to be a little bit everywhere. Yeah, a little bit all week. over the place. But tomorrow we start off. We'll have comedian Shane Moss on. So Shane Moss is going to be joining us at noon o'clock right here on Final Employment Radio. So tune in for that, and then, of course, the podcast will go up after that. Awesome. So Shane is, uh, from everything I've read, a, a really funny guy. Yeah, so. and we've never had him in. We've never had him in. I've seen, yeah. like, I've seen his name a lot, uh-huh. but I've, yeah, never met him. So yeah. looking forward to it. Yep, so Shane joining us tomorrow right here on Fun Employment Radio. Also, I believe we may have a Kenny sighting. What? It's possible. Possible a Kenny B sighting. Reportedly. Reportedly. Vote for Greg. Vote, Vote for, for Sarah. Holes. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. More fun employment radio. Back up. One snitch ticket. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.